Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 177, Argument for the Existence of God, Episode 14, is entitled Lessons from the Past. If science quits believing in absolute truth and absolute reality, then science will quit being science. It will slide down the slippery slope of superstition and fall into the very contradictions it tries to conquer. It will be a new superstition held together by the bravery of a former language. It will be like the ruins of a great civilization where people will come and stand before its crumbling glory, wondering how such a mighty people could have fallen. Evolutionary theorists, or theoretical physicists who use ad hoc excuses such as luck, accident, chance, coincidence, or serendipity of surroundings to explain the anomalies of nature, to avoid acknowledging God, or intelligent design demonstrates very bad science. What is the difference between that and Ptolemy protecting his geocentric view of the solar system by inventing the retrograde motion theory to explain why the geocentric model of the solar system acted in such complicated ways. When Copernicus discovered that Ptolemy's epicycle's view of the solar system was false, and our solar system was heliocentric, another blunder occurred. He thought the planets traveled in perfect circles because God was perfect. Ecclesiastical leaders refused to look through Galileo's telescope because they were afraid the great scientists would put a hex on them and make them see the moon as imperfect. They were certain that God would only create perfect spheres. It is human nature, whether in science or religion, for man to protect his own paradigm. It is bad science and it is bad religion. Man should not presume to tell God how to do things. Everything should be able to tell its own tale. Truth first, then religion, and then science. Those who fear truth make neither good scientists nor good Christians. Overzealous scientists are as guilty as overzealous Christians in telling people what they should see. It is in the nature of man, whether theist or atheist, to protect one's beliefs, carry on one's superstitions, and create God in one's own image rather than the other way around. Observation showed Copernicus that was incorrect, but the anomalies had to be explained. Even one of the greatest geniuses of all time, Sir Isaac Newton, using his laws of gravitation, couldn't explain why the planets weren't flying off into outer space. Not realizing that God only uses laws, he used miracles to explain why the rotations of the planets corrected themselves. Therefore, he quit searching for the truth. A hundred years later, Pierre Laplace, in his Celestial Mechanics, explained the anomaly. Though the story is thought to be apocryphal, Napoleon, after reading Celestial Mechanics, supposedly asked Laplace why he had not included God in the equation. Laplace, if the story is true, replied, I have no need of that hypothesis. 
What seems blasphemous at first blush is actually necessary for the success of science. All things religious are not true, but all things true are religious. It seems to me that five great lessons can be learned from the mistakes of some of the greatest thinkers on our planet. Lesson 1. Appealing to Luck, Accident, Chance, Coincidence, Supernatural, or Serendipity of Surroundings is Catastrophic to Scientific Research, to Truth, and to the Advancement of Science or Religion. Truth and law are synonymous. All laws come from God, whether temporal or spiritual, and all truth comes from God, whether temporal or spiritual. Search for God, and you will find superstition. Search for truth, and you will find God. Everything God does is governed by a complete set of laws. He is a God of order, not a magician. We worship Christ, not Marilyn. Either known laws must be used to describe reality, or new laws must be discovered. Behind every effect there is a cause, and behind every cause and effect there is a law. And behind every law, there is God. The effect of laws may be deterministic, however. Because laws have conditions, we have free will. At any event, it is better to plead ignorance than to assign anything to luck. Where things are governed by luck, accident, or coincidence, there can be no free will. Law, independent, deterministic law, is the force behind all creation. God is the author of all laws, and all laws lead to God. Leave God out if you want in describing temporal law, but do not betray the absolute nature of law. We do not need to apologize for truth. Lesson 2. It is a scientific blunder to make convoluted explanations to avoid acknowledging obvious violations of law. Such as Ptolemy's retrograde motion or assigning luck to the origin of life, or coincidence to the Goldilocks zone, or assigning serendipity where the luck lies squarely in organized sets of laws. Occam's razor will always be valid. All those who argue against the existence of God immediately fall into logical fallacies. They are trying to explain away that which is obvious, such as intelligent design, free will, miracles, the supernatural, the testimony of millions of people, faith, and so on. Lesson 3. It is just as catastrophic to scientific research to blame God for patching up broken laws as it is to blame luck, accident, chance, coincidence, or spontaneous creation. God, who is the author of all laws, will never violate laws, and one law will never violate another law. If there is an anomaly, An explanation used in solid science must be found. That is why all scientists like Laplace should leave God out of the equation, but not out of their hearts. The either-or fallacy will bring down both science and religion. Law and God are not mutually exclusive. God is a God of law and order. Where you find law, you will find God, and where you find God, you will find law and order. A true explanation of science supported by irrevocable law, will do more credit to an omniscient God than complicated, irrational, illogical, contradictory, and convoluted excuses created to satisfy the vanity of man. It doesn't matter if the spokesman is defending God or science. If he contradicts true law, if he denies truth, 
He is defending neither. He is simply defending his own cultural biases. Lesson 4. Paradox is the beginning of knowledge, not the end. To God, there are no paradoxes. When real contradictions occur, both evolutionists and creationists should admit they are wrong and look for a logical and legal remedy. True contradictions can both be wrong, but cannot both be right. The search for truth begins with humility, not with logic, law, or science. Those who use science to prove their philosophy are on the wrong side of science. Those who use religion to prove their biases are on the wrong side of religion. And by the way, atheism is a religion. Political views are a religion, and all activists worship at their own altars. They wish to burn all heretics. Only those who put truth first make good scientists, and make good Christians, and make good citizens. Those who crucified Christ thought they were serving God, the very being they killed. Things do not change. That same fallacy is death to science, death to religion, and death to freedom. Lesson 5. Laplace was correct in not introducing divine intervention in the technical explanation, but like Stephen Hawking, he was incorrect in assuming that God had nothing to do with it. When did the idea of God and law become mutually exclusive? That was a sad day for truth. It was a sad day for both religion and for science. It is no accident that laws are independent. If laws were not independent, faith could not flourish. Science has within its limited powers the ability to understand the temporal workings of law. That is its genius and its contribution to man. They should not lose focus. Neither should they use gods or demons or luck to cover up ignorance or anomalies. To think that God acts arbitrarily shows an ignorance of the omniscience and order of God. However, to think that law and God are mutually exclusive commits the either-or fallacy. God is perfect. A perfect explanation of laws gives a better understanding of how God created the universe through temporal laws. God doesn't have to be proven. When you find law, God is never far away. Law must be proven, and only in truth can God be found. Truth and law are one. Any scheming trying to disprove the existence of God or any patchwork trying to prove the existence of God by fabrication does more harm to faith than good. God lives in truth, and he resides in light. He needs no jacked-up support. Truth and light are law. Man alone hides behind the darkness of superstition. God needs no excuse and no apology. He lives in the light. He does not hide. Man alone hides behind authority. The appeal to authority is the curse of our age. Atheists will agree with atheists, and theists will agree with theists, and truth is ignored. The three greatest threats to the advancement of both science and religion are 1. Appeal to tradition. That includes any appeal to authority, whether it is the authority of the majority, the authority of experts, the authority of science, the authority of religion, or the authority of tradition. An authority is nothing more than prejudice backed up by degrees or self-appointed experts, solidified like sediment by time, flattered by prizes, and followed by sheep. 2. Blind obedience to reason alone. That is science's biggest blunder. Godel proved that some truths could be known that math could not prove. 
The supernatural world will always be elusive to math or science. Man not only has a head which can unravel mysteries, he also has a heart that can comprehend wisdom. The mind can communicate with the natural world, but only the spirit can communicate with the supernatural world. We will always know things that cannot be proven by science. Faith is its own witness, and miracles do not always require a scientific explanation. True faith, however, is patience in knowing that God, in his own time, will reveal all truth. The existence of God and free will are two of the most obvious examples. Sound logic reveals mysteries and benefits the world, but logic based on false assumptions cannot sustain itself. I saw a documentary once of a Hollywood stuntman who, not trusting his life to others, built his own air cushion. It was quite elegant and appeared safe. He went high up in a helicopter, jumped out, and landed squarely on his target. However, it contained a flaw. The seams were not secure. He shot through the seam, hit the ground, and was killed instantly. I will go up in the helicopter with the scientist, for it is based on sound aerodynamic laws. But I will not leap out and free fall into their flawed philosophies and suffer spiritual death. Science presents this fact that God does not exist, that free will does not exist, that life was created by accident, and that all life will end in endless radiation. Atheists are in just such a free fall as the stuntmen, and when they hit reality, and they will hit reality, if not here, in the hereafter. They will hit hard, for their false assumptions will not support them. Truth does not bow to opinion, and law does not compromise to fit man's philosophy. 3. The natural desire for money, fame, fortune, praise, prizes, position, recognition, acceptance, and so forth. We are tempted to sell our integrity for the bribes of the world. Prejudice is solidified by popularity, but those who are focused on truth will see through the subterfuge. It takes courage to swim against the current of public opinion. Those who free themselves from the shackles of flattery will find in Shakespeare's words, sermons in stones and books in running brooks, and truth everywhere. Where truth is, there is the face of God, smiling. There's no place for fear in science or religion. There's room for uncertainty, but no room for doubt. Paradox is the gateway to knowledge and resolution of paradox the door to greater truth. One door leads to another, and truth will always lead to God. God, not Merlin, created the universe. He uses law, not magic. Luck is nothing but the abracadabra of ancient superstition couched in a different jargon. Today, the priests of political correctness carry out their inquisition against all heretics. They burn our books, attack our liberty, trample on our constitution, and destroy our freedom. We have a new witchfinder general, and he is called humanism. Superstition is superstition, whether it wears a white collar or a white lab coat. We should not give in to the authority of the majority. A person in search of truth can be a preacher on Sunday and a scientist on Monday and never have to make excuses. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.